Way City Church, located in Woodbridge, Virginia, is led by Pastor Marlon Yearwood and exists to reach the lost and disciple the believer. When Pastor asked me to share the word of God this morning with you, uh, what came into my heart uh, that very moment was these two words, amazing love, amazing love. So if you spend uh, that much years with the Lord, you learn a little bit about the love of God. So today, uh, I want to talk this love. And uh, even as Christians, uh, it's very hard to comprehend and understand to be loved unconditionally. Unconditional. So today, uh, we're gonna learn from the Word of God, uh, this unconditional love of God. First, I want to read from uh, John 316. Uh, by the way, uh, you have to pray. I'm uh, originally I'm from Ethiopia, so my pronunciation, my English is not that good, but uh, the Lord will help me. Uh, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God, for God so loved the world. So uh, his love he gave. Uh, so if I ask a question, who is God? I cannot give a, a theological answer. Who is God? But the Bible clearly and distinctly uh, answers this question with three words. It is, it is found in uh, 1 John uh, 4, 8 and 16. It says, God is love. God is love. It doesn't say God has love or God will love, but God himself, the, the very essence of God is love. Uh, we cannot say God is made of this, but if even we can say that, he is made of love. Okay? We, we, we sometimes uh, I always uh, uh, pray for God's revelation to know Him, especially His love. So it says God is love. And uh, when it says God is love, His love is like God Himself. God is eternal. There is no beginning, there is no ending. From eternity to eternity, God is. Yeah, God is. So his love is like him. There is no beginning, there is no ending. So it bubbles through him for all eternity. But he doesn't want to keep that love to himself. That is why he created us. And it is amazing. Our creation is very unique. Unlike angels or other creation, we are created in the image and likeness of God. In his own image, he has created us. In his own likeness. Why? So that we may have this capacity to receive this eternal life from him, from him and enjoy it, and then love him back. Love, uh, worship him and serve him because of, because of this love. So our the man's creation is very unique in God's creation. We are his masterpiece. So we are created in his own image and in his own likeness. So that we may receive this amazing love from him. And uh, 
So uh, when, when he, he created us, we all know he also prepared everything at the uh, Garden of Eden and uh, he put uh, his uh, created man, Adam, in the, in the garden and he gave them uh, um, a command and that is not to eat from uh, a tree that uh, uh, expresses uh, its evilness and, uh, and knowledge and uh, kindness. So um, they transgress and uh, they eat that fruit. And what, what that sin did is that it created a big war between God and man. Uh, so the man couldn't uh, love back God. And, and so it separated it. Sin separated us from God. And that's why, you know, Adam, he, he, he with his wife, they, they just hid themselves when they hear the voice of God. Uh, before that, you know, God used to come uh, in the cool of the day and they, he, he, he visited them and also they enjoyed his presence yeah. uh, very much. They enjoyed him very, very much. And uh, they were filled with his glory and with his presence so much so they were not conscious of themselves. They were always conscious of God. But when they sinned, it brought shame fear and their nakedness. They didn't know before because they were in God's uh, glory, in God's presence. And they hid when they hear the voice of God. And God asked them, Adam, where are thou? I don't think he's looking for his uh, geographical location. He knows where he was. But Adam, I couldn't relate like before, like yesterday. What happened? I couldn't relate with you because there is no sin consciousness in God. So, what happened? Did you uh, eat the fruit, uh, the forbidden fruit? And uh, so uh, Adam gave his excuse. Um, but when, uh, after we see that, it, it is, you know, uh, uh, when we see whoever it is, whether it's being angelic beings or human beings, when we see, we see against God's holiness. Against God's glory, against God's righteousness. So uh, he can't help it, God. He is holy. He just can't intervene sin in his creation. What sin brings is eternal wrath, eternal anger, eternal judgment. Because he's, he has to keep his holiness intact. Uh, so uh, for, for, for God, the easiest one was, way was. Uh, Man was created uh, like uh, uh, with a free uh, will, a free moral agent, and when when he sinned, he sinned by choice. So the easiest way was for man to be condemned and separated eternally from God, because he uh, he was created eternal. He was an eternal being. He committed uh, an eternal sin, transgression. And he was he was supposed to be put to eternal uh, prison. But God is not only uh, holy. God is not only righteous, and God is not only full of glory. He has another side, another character. God is infinitely gracious. God is infinitely merciful. God is infinitely loving. 
So these two characters of God, they have to be reconciled in order to save mankind. So uh, that is why, you know, salvation is of God. Man cannot save himself because sin has separated him and he has fallen very, very much, deep, deeply. There was this impassable gap created between God and man. So unless God reaches him and uh, saves him, man's case is hopeless. But uh, uh, as I said, even in the Garden of Eden, it is amazing. Sometimes when I read Genesis, I really am amazed because I, I don't see uh, God condemning Adam. Imagine if God said, you, uh, you foolish Adam, you have seen and all the human race, you planted into eternal hell. It's because of you. If God did say that, Adam would have not lived later on 930 years, even 30 days, because of this guilt and condemnation. But we see even in the Garden of Eden, God's amazing love to the fallen human race. First, when God for, uh, took him out of the Garden of Eden, that was his boundless mercy and grace. Because if in that state, in that fallen state, if Adam go and ate the, from the tree of life, he would have lived for all eternity with a fallen state, like demonic spirit. And our salvation would be impossible. But that was his grace when he took him out of the Garden of Eden. We see that. And not only that, uh, even in chapter 3, uh, the, uh, the, uh, in Genesis chapter 3, we see that he promised a redeemer there, a redeemer. So even in our fallen state, God's dealing with the fallen human race was through love. Because, uh, uh, look, uh, the Bible says he has loved us with an everlasting love, unchanging love. It's not based on our performance or our good works. In his own initiation, he has loved us. So that, that, that is why, you know, salvation is of God. So uh, uh, we see that uh, man cannot save himself, so God himself has to come to this world and save us. So that's why the Lord Jesus Christ was sent from God to save us. Uh, when, when he came to this world, it is amazing, you know, uh, the angel uh, said to Mary, uh, the, the Almighty God will overshadow you. What does that mean? Because every one of us, all human beings from Adam, we have this uh, sin that's transferred from Adam. And because of sin, they came into this world. Okay? And uh, so uh, our Savior has to be fully God, fully man, and sinless. He has to be sinless. So, so that's why, you know, he was, uh, uh, you know, very conceived by the Holy Spirit and uh, God, the Almighty God has overshadowed him so that the sin uh, uh, from Adam will not transfer to him. So uh, when, when we see him on, on his earthly walk, um, uh, you know, he, he does God's will every day. His father's will, he has to commit because Adam uh, uh, did his own will. 
the enemy's will and his own desire and his own will. But the second Adam, the last Adam, when he came every day, every moment, when he did the 5,000, when he went from Gamini to Jerusalem or everywhere, when he hit the sea, every day he was doing God's will. That was it. So he, he fully, he fully fulfilled the law of God. You know, the law has to be, uh, uh, you know, has to be fulfilled because God is not only the creator of the universe, he is also the lawgiver. But by the deeds of the law, no man can be saved. But our Savior has to commit all, to fulfill all the law because through him, the law may not, when we believe in him, the law may not judge us. Okay? And uh, so he, 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 he did all, uh, he did the Father's will completely on his earthly walk. So now, uh, it's amazing, you know, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, in his own state, he cannot, he could not, not die because uh, they cannot have any claim on him. Why? Because they came to the world because of sin. But our Savior has no sin in him. So he would have not died. But when did he start to die? It started actually in Gethsemane. Because God the Father started to transfer our, sin, our sins on Jesus. That's why he said, my soul travels even unto death. His soul starts to die. Because, you know, there is no sin. Uh, they cannot have any claim. Even the demonic spirit cannot have any claim on it. But in Gethsemane, we see that Jesus was traveling. His soul was in great pain. And he said, now is the hour of uh, darkness, the hour of the powers of darkness. Why? He was uh, casting them out the other day. But today, they have access. Why? Sin started to transfer upon him. Imagine, uh, as I said pre previously, sin always talks in God, eternal wrath, eternal anger, eternal judgment. Because of his holiness, you can't help it. It does the same thing to the Son of God. Because he, he is also full of uh, uh, glory, he is also holy and righteous. Um, so, to me, the, the, the Lord's suffering, there was no limit. So that's what we see in Gethsemane. But the climax comes uh, on, 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 uh, on, on, on Calvary. Uh, if, we, if we see also, you know, dying on the cross, it is a very excruciating pain. You know, when, when you are hanging on the cross, your, your body will be, uh, you know, fall down on, like that, and your uh, uh, lungs and diaphragm will be uh, stretched. So every breath is a very, uh, with a very excruciating uh, we, we breathe uh, until our, the soul goes. So Jesus suffered that, and also the scolding, everything. That, that is really, maybe many of you have seen um, uh, the Passion of the Christ. Uh, some theologians say that is only 30% that Jesus suffered. It's very excruciating pain. But do you know 
the Lord has suffered more than this on the cross when the Son of God became sin who knew no sin. He became sin because God has to transform all the fallen human race. Every sin was put upon the cross on Jesus. And the Father did not spare it. Not only that, whatever sin comes in him, that eternal wrath, that eternal anger and judgment, he has to put, to put on his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. He suffered infinite suffering on the cross. That is my understanding when, when I, I see for you know, when we go to eternity, the Lord will show us more. He is suffering so much so. Remember, God the Father, God the Son, for the, the Son for all eternity, they were together. No separation. But at that very moment, when Jesus really needed him, the Father blessed him. <clears throat> you couldn't see because he died uh, representing us. So the Father cannot uh, uh, spare his son. So he has to pay that price. Whatever sin required until divine justice is satisfied, the Son of God has to suffer there on the cross. Uh, so uh, it, it seems that, you know, my father, my father, what have uh, forsaken me? Never, the Father never forsake, forsaken his, his son, but there he was forsaken. And uh, to me, on that on that cross, the full price was paid. Divine justice was satisfied. That is why Jesus said, "Father, now it is in there reconciled. Father, now I commit my spirit into your hands, because now reconciliation came. He died representing us. Okay." So if that reconciliation on the cross came, that means we are reconciled with our heavenly father. Uh, so uh, then uh, Jesus said, it is finished. When he said that, the Bible says, you know, uh, uh, God used to live in the holiest place, in the holy of holies, you know. So he, he stretched on the curtain and God came out. Uh, to me, you know, uh, God has this yearning, this desire to be among himself. That's why he asked Moses, uh, build me a tabernacle. He showed him the heavenly tabernacle so that I may dwell among my people. Because he has this yearning. But the same question was not settled. Though the tabernacle was there, he was only living in the holiest place, confounded. It's only once in a year on the day of our tournament, the high priest through uh, uh, blood, uh, uh, animal blood, once in a year he goes to the holiest place. You know? Uh, that was it. No one could enjoy that prayer. But now, when Jesus said, it's finished, now God came out of the, the holiest place so that he may live in us. Don't you, are you, don't you know that you are the temple of God and the Holy Spirit lives in you? 
that is why he came out of that confounding uh, holiest place so that he may live in us. Now we became, you know, God's tabernacle. He lives in us. We, with Jesus and the Father, the, with the Holy Spirit, he, they live in us. Thank God. And uh, so uh, the Bible says in Galatians uh, uh, 1.20, uh, through his blood we have forgiveness of sins. On the cross he shed his blood. So the blood of Jesus Christ, it is well, uh, uh, shed through the eternal spirit. It was presented before God. And uh, the Father, the Father accepted that blood. You know, first uh, Peter chapter 1, verse uh, 17 and 18, it says, the precious blood of Jesus. So as far as God is concerned, <clears throat> his, his son's blood is very, very precious. God honors that blood. So the precious blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all our sins. Because God has accepted it. It doesn't matter whatever our sins. Hey, look, the, 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 the price that that's paid on the cross uh, of Calvary is infinitely, infinitely greater than our sins and uh, our failings and our shortcomings. That is how God uh, honors uh, the name of his son on the cross of Calvary. Okay? And Jesus has paid it all. He paid it all. Past, present, even future, our future things, uh, future sins are uh, uh, forgiven and uh, uh, washed and paid. Uh, when I say this, am uh, I giving a license to sin? No. I'm, I'm not giving sin. Sin is... Uh, Contrary to our nature. If any man is in Christ Jesus, he's a new creation. We have the nature of God. The we have become partakers of the divine nature of God. We have that nature, the holiness nature, the love nature. So it is foreign. If we, if we are really truly born again, when we sin, our conscience condemns us because it is foreign, it is contrary. Unless we confess that sin and uh, the blood cleanses us, always will be condemned. So uh, I'm not giving a license. So um, what is made on the cross, uh, it, it, is, uh, uh, it is infinite even to express, you know. The, the cross for God is a dividing line. To him, it is central and dividing line. Whatever uh, uh, sin that's committed, be it angelic beings, the fallen angels, or human beings, the, the, the cross has totally won the victory. Even the demonic spirits, uh, you know, all principalities and powers, Jesus won the victory on the cross. He, they are forever defeated. As far as uh, Christians are concerned, demonic spirit, the devil, is forever defeated. We are not fighting to defeat him. We are fighting to declare the victory of the cross. You are forever defeated. So we have to know that. Uh, I cannot fight the demonic spirit. I, first of all, I don't see them. Even if there is a, a weak, a blind, a crippled a demon, I cannot win. But I don't see it. But Jesus Christ has won the victory. 
and his his name has power both in, in heaven and on earth, even under the earth. In this name, every knee shall bow. Yeah. Even when I we call this name Jesus, okay, even the very foundation of hell is shaken. Because in the spirit world, that name is honor, river, and in the demonic spirit world, they are shaken when we call this name because it is the name above all other names. Yeah. Um, let, let me read some, some of uh, uh, what uh, Jesus did to our, for us on the cross of Calvary uh, uh, in uh, Hebrew chapter 7 uh, from verse 24. It says, But because Jesus lives forever, he has a permanent priesthood. Therefore, he is able to save completely those who came to God through him. Because he always lives in the, to intercede for, for, for them, it says. Now, what is the present day ministry of our Savior? He is interceding for us. He is our high priest before God. Some sins we know, we ask forgiveness. But there are many sins that we commit that we don't know. So, he intercedes for us. He, he, when he entered into that holiest place, by his precious blood, you know, uh, when he was resurrected, he said to Mary Magdalene, don't touch me, have it done. So he has to take that blood, uh, in the Bible says it, that was shed through eternal spirit. To me, it's a, a very unique blood. So he has to enter into that holiest place, you know. It took, why in the holiest? Can you imagine even in, in heaven where God's glory is limitless, God's power is limitless, there is also holiest place. In that holiest place, Jesus entered with, with his blood. And the Bible says, he, representing us, he entered there. What does that mean? If God, seeing that blood, accepted his son, he representing us entering there with the same intensity that means he has accepted us into that holiest place. It is only the Son that enters there. So he took us there into that holiest place. It's amazing. Salvation, even you know, the angels, they want to know about it. It's very hard for them to understand. That's what the Bible says is when we read, uh, uh, I think, uh, first uh, Peter. They, they want to know about this salvation because if they know God in a, in a better way than us, His infinite holiness, His infinite glory, but they can't understand how come this holy God lived this whole, love this fallen uh, human race who are full of sin. They don't understand. See? Uh, so uh, our, our Savior today, His present day ministry is His interceding for us. It's amazing. Unlike the other high priests, He does not need to offer sacrifice day after day, like you know, uh, in the Old Testament. First for His own sins, and then for the sins of the people. He, he sacrificed for their sins once for all. When uh, He sacrificed for their sins, that means Jesus, once for all, when he offered himself one sin for all, that one sacrifice is forever enough. That is why we are forgiven 2,000 years ago. We are forgiven. So, uh, forgiveness is eternal. 
That is why we confess our sins when we sin. Because God has, uh, 2,000 years ago, when Jesus died, he has totally forgiven us yeah. uh, our sins. Uh, and also in chapter uh, 9, it says from verse 12, uh, he did not enter by means of the blood of dogs and calves, but he entered uh, the most holy place once for all by his own blood, having obtained eternal redemption. Eternal redemption. As far as I'm reading from the word of God, I'm writing, the, our redemption is eternal. Yeah. It's not uh, for, uh, until I sin tomorrow. Okay, uh, some, sometimes we give a sin category, no big sin, small sin. As far as that is concerned, it, there is no big sin, small sins are sins, you know. Uh, the work of the flesh is, it says uh, Galatians chapter 5, it's expressed, you know, big sins, and so if, if there are also when I'm angry, it's the same as committing uh, adultery or killing people or, or uh, doing whatever, even as far as that is concerned. It is the same thing. And it is the same blood that cleanses our sins. So God, God sees the, from where does it originate. If it originates from the flesh, it is sin. Whatever it is. Uh, so God, uh, what Jesus did is eternally redeemed. We are eternally redeemed, eternally forgiven, and eternally loved. If we understand these things, you know what? Even uh, the grip of sin will leave us, release us, and even the desire to sin will be highly minimized because you don't want to offend. Uh, a person who, who loves, if we are in our right mind, we don't, we don't. Because I am unconditionally, eternally loved. That, that is how. Uh, so, honestly, uh, I honestly advise you humbly, uh, one prayer as Christian we should pray is so that God may reveal and unveil this unconditional love. I am love unconditional. Okay? So, if we are going to heaven, we are going to heaven because only what Jesus did on the cross of Calvary. Even today, even today, uh, we have this, this holy communion entering into his presence when we were worshiping the Lord, the presence of the Lord was here among us. Um, you, you, you know why? It, it, it is, it's because of Jesus. Because the Bible says, He is our righteousness. He is our sanctification. He is our redemption. And He is our wisdom before God. First Corinthians chapter 1, but it says like that. So my look, my righteousness is not my performance, it is a person, the Lord Jesus Christ before God. My holiness is not my performance, it is a person, the Lord Jesus Christ. That is why the Bible says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Why? It is because of Jesus. 
because in, uh, also Galatians it says, you are complete in him. It doesn't say you are sinless in him. It says we are complete in him. When God sees us because we receive this Savior, uh, this Jesus as our personal Savior, God sees his son in us. He is complete in us. His holiness is my holiness. His righteousness is my righteousness. And his sanctification is my sanctification. And then this is amazing, amazing salvation, amazing grace. That's what uh, uh, God, God did to, to, through Jesus to, to, to each one of us. Uh, so, um, what, what, what I am... It's very, I don't have that my time, but there are benefits where they sit. You know, one is eternal life. The very day you eat, thou shalt surely die, you say. They came because of that sin. And uh, the Bible uh, explains explain three kinds of death. One is all of us uh, uh, from Adam, uh, because of the sin, our spirit is dead. Our spirit, we couldn't, we couldn't commune with God. Our spirit is dead. So all of us. That's one kind of sin. So the other one is when our body uh, separates from our soul, that is another. And there is also what the Bible called the second day, that's eternal day. Okay? The very day you eat, you doubt, shall truly die. So look, Jesus said, uh, why he came, the purpose of his coming, I came so that you might love, have life and have it abundantly. What kind of life? It is not a uh, biological life. He came to give us this eternal life, the God kind of life, the Zoe life, the uncreated life. He gave us that eternal life. So when we die, look, the, 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 the gravity of hell couldn't take us there because we have this amazing, very powerful, eternal uncreated life of God. When we die, it takes us from where it came. You see? So when we were born again, we are born of God and we have received this eternal life. We have eternal life. It is an amazing life. Look, as Christians, as Christians, there is a law that's working in us. The law of sin and the law of death is working in us. The law of sin. But God has put another law. Maybe you have studied in high school uh, physics and prophet. There is another high law. It is the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. It is operated in us. So that with the law of sin, the law of death may not overcome us. There is a higher law in us operating. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. The same spirit that makes the Lord Jesus Christ operate in us. So sin has no dominion in us. It's amazing. Uh, okay. Uh, let me read from uh, 10 also. Hebrew uh, 10, uh, 10. And by that we, we have been made holy through the sacrifice, uh, through the, the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. Look, we made holy and by that we, we have been made holy. We have been born. I sanctify myself for, for them, Jesus said. We are made holy. So 
uh, holiness is not what I perform. I perform because I'm holy. I'm a new creation. And I'm partaker of the divine nature of God. So automatically, the holiness of God operates in me. Okay? I don't perform to be holy. I am made holy when I become a new creation. The nature of God is in me. So we do that. Uh, uh, you know, everything uh, we receive from God, we receive it by faith, believing the word of God. When I, I see this, I say, I'm holy because of Jesus. So uh, the word is eternal, it works. So the, the word starts to operate in me. Naturally, it will come, you know, naturally, it will come. But when this priest, that is Jesus, had offered for, for all time one sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. He's not like an Old Testament priest. Every year he, he, he doesn't sacrifice. But once and for all. So our redemption is eternal. Our forgiveness of sins is eternal. So today, uh, if you doubt anything, you can doubt anything. But never doubt this amazing love. It is eternal. It is not based on us. It is not based on, on our performance or on, on our own good works. It is only based on him, on him alone, God. So the Bible says, I have loved you with an eternal love. So have I drove you towards me. And finally, I, I just want to read, uh, before I close uh, uh, my preaching, uh, from uh, Romans, uh, all of us know Romans 8, from uh, 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 verse 35 to the end. It says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Who shall separate us? Love is very powerful. The Bible says, love never fails. Love never, if you are in that love, you will never fail. God's love never fails. I'm telling you, if we understand this, we'll be changing. We'll be changing. Uh, who, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger of sword, as it is written, for your sake we face death, we face death all day long. Who we are considered a sheep to be to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors, conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, neither nor life. Neither angels, nor demons, neither the present, nor the future, nor any powers, neither the height, nor death, nor anything uh, else in all uh, creation will, will be able to separate us from the love of God. That is in Christ Jesus. You know, it uh, mentions many things. Finally it says, if there is any creature more than words the table that we don't know. Even that creature cannot separate us from the love of God that is expressed in Christ Jesus. Do you believe this? No. Do you know that you are unconditionally 
loved with an everlasting love. May the Lord bless his word and help us to live in his word. Thank you. We'd love to hear from you. Visit us at thewaycitychurch.org.